breakfast, <laughs> um, probably the last time I ate breakfast, uh, was probably a fry up at the weekend. Okay. And Bacon what and eggs. Bacon and eggs? Yeah. Okay. No fried toast, that's too bad. But okay. Nice bacon and eggs. Uh, and and uh, have to pick a Friday. It's true. And Andy, well, what did you I have I'm having a health kick at the moment, so I had a fruit smoothie Ooh. with bananas, blueberries, strawberries, spinach. Um, spinach? Yes, it blends up. Really? Like, yeah, it's amazing. Why? I like baby spinach. Why? Why would you do that? Why would you mix savoury? Do I have to take my shirt off? No. No, just <laughs> no you really don't. It's no, public it's, space. It's, it's internal, <laughs> internal health. Is it? Yeah. But does it not taste weird? No, it doesn't. Because Are once you you've sure? Add, yeah, once you've added all the fruit, strawberries, blueberries, frozen raspberries and blackberries, you just throw it all in, blend it up with some milk. Right. Stuff, chocolate powder, real cacao powder and stuff. It's like... Oh. Yeah, you've got that expression on your face that yeah. makes me think that you're glow. trying to get me to believe in it. Believe. Got to tell you. <laughs> Join us. No, no. Come to the <laughs> side of the table, no. John. I can see what you're doing. I can see what you're doing. Um, Three whiskers at the bar, please. And how, and how many... Um, are you doing this every day? Yeah, every day at the moment, yeah. And Gosh. it's like it's kind of like a meal in a, in a drink, so I can Is just... It? Yeah, I mean, I've got two young children, so when they're running around my feet, I would love to make up myself a nice yes. fry up, trust me, but they're just in time. I'd throw it into the blender, bleary eyed, press whiz, and off it goes, and then I've got a breakfast, and that'll keep me going for the day. I didn't really, I don't normally get as in, engrossed in the breakfast thing. Yeah, this is normally just for the yeah. But now yeah, I am, unfortunately. Yeah. I'll have to tweet um, a photo of it. Uh, yeah. but so, how early are you getting up in the morning? Pardon? How early are you getting up in the um, morning? About Half seven. Right. Yeah. I mean, that seems terribly early. Yeah, it's early. And that's the time children... I'm forced to wake up. My alarm clock is next to me. She's two years old. Right. I normally get a foot in the face. Daddy, daddy. Okay, so they're not yeah. technically... I was going to say, maybe they should just look after themselves at breakfast, uh, but obviously they're not old enough. No, no, no. The routine is in place. Okay. Never mess with the routine. That's what I've learned. So the oldest is how old? It's two. Two and two months. Oh. And the youngest is, is eight weeks. Oh. Yeah, oh, oh! You've really won over Debs. Oh. <laughs> and I'm not even a baby person, but oh. No, I can't stand them. I no. find them very difficult. Yeah. I mean, me neither. I can never eat a whole one. <laughs> <laughs> Said the recent child. Um, so we don't know each other. I mean, we know each other, Debs. We know each other. Um, do you want to explain to Andy how we know each other? Uh, we know each other because we met about a year and a half ago probably now at a coaching retreat because we're both coaches mm. and I liked John straight away because um, you just don't get any bollocks with him really. <laughs> Hello Sorry, are we allowed to say <laughs> that on life? But you know, it, it, you know I sometimes yeah. I love coaching talker. but yeah. sometimes you can get a bit fluffy around the edges and, uh, and in fact John has recently become my coach Oh. I had his card on my desk for about a year because I knew that if I went to him, he wouldn't let me get away with anything, and he doesn't. It's true. <laughs> so I asked for feedback at the end of the, the coaching sessions, and the only thing that the only thing that Deb said I remember uh, distinctly was that I have a tendency to say really, as though I don't really believe. He's a strict Yoda. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Jedi master. And if I'm not mistaken, that's kind yes. of what I've done with you already. Yeah. Um, so he's very good. Uh, so that's how we know each other. We don't know you. No, I mean I've, Tell us who I've, you are. I've been following you on Twitter because your, you? your tweets actually make me laugh all the really? time. Yeah, I never I've know what you're going to come out with, and I yeah. think okay. And, and somebody I, I at the BBC with you, said actually, that. What you just said about that, you know, yeah. that, that there is no BS at all. It's very much like this is my opinion, and I don't 
not that you want to offend people, but you're just saying things as you read them as a you know as an artistic person. I think it's great to be able to to not kind of toe the line and have to be. You know, I think it's terribly important to be yeah. quite clear up front. There is no fee, Andy. Just I mean, you can massage my ego more. Okay. And more. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, moving but on to me. No I, I did hear talk of me. Um, the, the, yes. the, yeah. the, the the Andrew James Johnson pianist composer hailing from Birmingham. All right. Great. Really? Yes, actually. I don't hear any Birmingham. I mean, obviously, it's been, when it's you been put beaten it on. out of me. Really? Oh. Yeah, by Londoners. So. <laughs> no, I, I, I suppose my accent just went over after being here for a while. But, but I do. My roots are from Birmingham, and I, 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 I spent many glorious years at the Conservatoire, you know, oh. learning music there and going to there as, as a young lad. Oh, um, it's not there anymore. They've moved it. So no, they, they have a new that, one. Yeah, they have the new a new one shiny is amazing. one. Yeah, yeah. Have you been? No, I've not been. Yet. Oh, no. I get lots of emails from Birmingham Conservatoire's PR, oh, yeah. uh, and the most recent one was about a third-year music student who was who was serenading penguins. Oh, and I did saw you see that. I saw your blog about it. <laughs> I've got to get it, on yes. your PR list. Oh, she looked really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. to wear wellies. And, and oh, they weren't no, really interested. Contemporary music, music really has gone far. Yeah. Hasn't it? <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. And Birmingham Conservatory. Well, it into. always has been. You know, Birmingham, the, you know, BCMG. Yeah, Birmingham it's exactly. music uh, they, they've always, if, There's always been a, a niche of real extreme, um, you know, musical experimentation really you know played with Simon Rattle he really kick-started that I think mm. um, I mean I was a, just a teenager when I was going to see because I actually met Simon Rattle many times and I was uh, I did my work experience with the CBSO when I was did 16 you? and he was he didn't have grey hair then and he wasn't <laughs> sir okay. and he was the nicest guy and he'd, he'd, he'd talk to us and talk to the orchestra and I'd just make tea and kind of pan music out and stuff and so that yeah. was about five years ago then. That, I mean, it'd be not know, okay. I mean, it'd be nice six years since then. Um, <laughs> and I was also I kind of wanted to be a conductor back then. Yeah. Right. But then I. But then you know life, you know, kind of takes you on a different journey really. So. When did you do work experience at the CBSO? I was sixteen years old. So that was. Ooh, good. I realise I've asked you a really rude yeah. question. Yeah. Over <laughs> twenty years ago. Over really twenty over years, years ago. ago. Yeah. So yeah. what? Nineteen ninety-five. It was. It was ninety-four. So I yeah. interviewed for a job at the CBSO in yeah. 1994, 95 wow. to be orchestra manager, oh. uh, and I and I got through to the third round. And I got to the third round. I thought, surely they like realised by fortunes. now. <laughs> <laughs> surely they realised by now that this is really not going to be a good idea. And I had to attend mm. an interview with. Um, there were 12 people in the room. I mean, it was a really intimidating yeah. sort of what makes you think that you'd be good at this. And I remember sitting there thinking, I have absolutely no idea how I'm here. Uh, and I was 21. Wow. No, they were interested. interviewing for an orchestra yes. manager job at 21. Yeah. What did you like about the CBSO? Um, I love the fact that they explored... Matt, such a wide range of repertoire. Simon Rattle, you know, he was um, a real. Mar he was really into Marla at that time. Mm. I mean, think about Birmingham. The audiences in Birmingham are not like when were not like London audiences. And I think that he brought so much music. Into Michael, I met Sir Michael Tippett at a, at a, at a workshop oh, wow. there as well. Just wow. when I was sixteen, and you know, he was talking maybe weeks before he died actually oh. and he was there really frail but he was taking questions from a small audience and I was happened to be there and, and he took my question and spoke to me and you know shook my hand and stuff and that, that was quite surreal at the Did time I didn't really get his influence in music but but now you know years later I see that you know that was quite a forward, you know, thing Fran, as a composer. Fran Wilson was talking about how she she remembered as a kid going to Oldborough and seeing Britain on the beach 
Benjamin Britten on the wow. beach and just and, and just seeing him as just a normal human yeah, being. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Did you did you experience any sort of <gasps> oh my god, it's Michael Tippett when he's well, you know, for, for me, I just hadn't really developed a depth of understanding of contemporary music at that time. I, I was still really stuck in the classics, you know. Um, in the classical romantic period, so I was just discovering that that music at that time. So I think later, on, you know, ten years later, I probably would have would have would have uh, yeah had more of a starstruck moment, I suppose. But I think it's probably good that you didn't, yeah, because you know no one wants to fanboy somebody, mm-hmm. do they really? Yeah, I mean he was really old at the time. I've got to say. I was going to say something that's really interesting about how yeah. down to earth they are. About a year ago, I saw Marin Allsop doing a conducting masterclass at the South Bank. Yeah. And it's four women conductors, and it was four hours with a concert at the end and I thought well yeah, I'm busy I'll just do the first half hour just get an idea I'm busy, idea. I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> four hours I sat there four hours on those horrible plastic chairs at the South Bank Centre it was mesmerising mm, it's great to see she's, rehearsal she's yeah. amazing yeah. and she was she was works like a coach which right. is brilliant so she knew exactly she hadn't met these women before but obviously she'd read they were all conducting around the world so she'd read their resumes maybe done some homework but she was she just got what they were about straight away yeah. so with a couple of them it was all about the music and how they interpreted it with others it's how they were and one woman she just walked up to the lectern and she said no and all up she said okay let's deal with how you work how you well, walk yes, onto the stage yes, absolutely yes you're setting the scene for the orchestra and mm. the audience you're telling a story and and the thing i really loved, i mean i was already captivated by her by that mm. within minutes but um there was a break while the orchestra went off um, to and you do whatever orchestras do before drink they, tea, drink tea, probably <laughs> yes, and, and moan and moan <laughs> and they had these um, they had a class of primary school children mm. like about seven or eight who'd come in for the last two hours or so and I thought they're never going to deal with this and they just sat in chance and then when mm. it came to you can ask Marin all sorts of questions. There were all these people who had all the scores on their knee and all had their questions yeah. and all this sort of thing. And she didn't exactly ignore them, but she just spoke to the children. Yeah. What did they like? And was answering all their questions about what do you wear on stage? How long does it take to be a conductor? Who's your favourite person in the orchestra? Conductors notoriously <laughs> hate people that come to concerts with scores, don't yeah. they? Yeah. <laughs> it's a faux pas, for sure. Yeah. You just don't do it. I see people at the proms doing that, right on the front yeah. rail. And I just, you know, I promed as a season ticket holder for a couple of years and I found myself just getting very annoyed yeah. during concerts. And I, I think that's the worst concert to go to because yes. that's not a celebration come together enjoy the music absolutely you know, a series it's of concerts it's so rude yeah, because it's, it's presumed that you're checking their work yeah well, I'm it sure takes the live element out of it I mean that, what's the point just yes. stick some headphones on and put your CD on if you want to do that exactly how do they sleep the night these days? <laughs> I don't know we'll find where they live and we'll we'll hit them with programmes very hard absolutely them. I think they should yeah. pay double <laughs> um, what did you, what did you learn from Marin? See, we're going into coaching mode now. Yeah. 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 What Sorry. did, I learn what did from you learn Marin? from Marin? Um, well, it was the thing I was thinking about when you were talking about Simon Rattle. Is that mm. sometimes the biggest people in the world are the humblest? Mm. Because there was no big I am about it, mm. and she wasn't even saying. I'm the best person to be here because I'm the best person in the world doing this. She, she just kept saying, this is just my opinion. This is just my advice. And somebody else could give you other advice. And it was just, I mean, I, I don't read music. I don't play an instrument. So I sort of have that thing of, oh, well, I, I, it's a bit like art. I don't know much about art, but I know what I like. Um, and I feel sometimes I should know a bit more about music. And she was just saying, 
about when the children were asking, you don't need to have an instrument. She could talk on their level. Basically. Exactly. Yeah. And she said, she said, how does the music make you feel? That's all you need to know. Yes, yes. You can learn all the rest. You can read around. You always yeah. get more out of it if you learn about the composers. Mm. and this. But the most important thing at any point is how does it make you feel? Yeah. And I thought, oh, good. That, she's talking at my level. Yeah. I love that. That's, That's the beginning and the end, isn't it, really? Exactly. But, um, uh, you said that you were into classical, uh, classic, uh, classical and romantic music when you were uh, a teenager. Does that mean you did A-level music? I did, yeah. Okay, did you do... I'm sorry to be so specific, <laughs> but it's important for the question. Um, did you do... Uh, did you get that big book of A-level excerpts? Oh, yeah, the oh anthology. my God, you did, you did. Really, A4 big yeah. thing. Yeah. Printed on lovely paper, yeah. smelt lovely. Yeah, I think I've still got it. Uh, a nightmare to write in pencil <laughs> yeah. because the paper was quite shiny. Yeah. I'm surprised about the recall. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, but did did your music teachers go over um, Tristan and Isolde? Did they do the Tristan no, call with you? No. Oh. No, I did that later. When did you discover the Tristan? That was actually that was my piano teacher that taught me about that. Oh, I really? had this most amazing piano teacher. Um, Michael Jones, if you're listening, great guy from Birmingham. Uh, he's now in Stourbridge, but he was. I've no idea what he it was, is. I'm yeah, sorry. But he, he, but he, I'd go for a lesson with him, and he was, he was very out there, you know, real centric character, you know. And I'd have a lesson, and then we'd make a cup of tea, and then we'd talk. He'd play me CDs. He'd play, he'd play me like Alfred Cortot playing Chopin. He'd play me Mazayevich, and he'd play me, you know, this is Hoffman from 1912 playing, wow. you know, things like that. And I'd be like, wow, that's amazing. Because I was into all the current people at the time, you know. But he would, he would, he always just educated me on all this stuff, and then he talked to me about um, the different composers and different players that I had never heard of. Did and he not he'd have any other up. pupils? I mean, that sounds like a very, very long. Clearly, music. I was his favourite. <laughs> <laughs> there can be no. I mean, that's a very long music. No, we had we had a really interesting relationship, I think, because I think we just had a connection, in, you know, like a, just a, a meeting of minds. And I think he saw this kid really is not just coming for lessons because his mum wants something. In fact, I was nagging my mum to give me money for lessons. <laughs> wow. Wow, you're you know. really annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But some things never change. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but no, I think wow. that he wanted to kind of communicate this to people, but I think he found most students were just in and out, you know, clocking in, clocking out, with, you know, mm. and just not, not passionate. He was so passionate, mm. and I think he saw that in me, you know, because I'd ask him questions, and I'd, be, I'd bring pieces that were so beyond what I could play, you know, the Liszt Sonata. Here it is. <laughs> I'm not even great at it. Can I not play this? Yeah. I don't understand. Come, come just do this. I don't want to do another shop on Nocturne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Looking back, I, he, and I'd sit for three, four hours, and, and he, he's, he was really a real Liszt um, fanatic as well. And he would talk about how Liszt would teach people for free. You know, he was this real, you know, um, altruistic figure. Yes. Yeah. You know, I hate come and sit like his feet. Uh, I just think, come on. <laughs> Freelance, yeah. I just think, no, you're not getting that. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting the invoice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk now about it, don't you? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, th th those were my really early kind of ex really exposure to you know to music because I was quite a late starter as well. Right. I mean, I only, only really got into classical music and learning the piano about 14, so That's I was playing this massive catch up game, and so he kind of filled in the holes, really. So, know. when did you do your grade eight? I was 17, not that it's yeah, to three years, I got to grade eight. Yeah. I, I mean, don't know much uh, about music, but I know yeah. that's fair. Well, I mean, I was, I mean, I, 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 I was fiercely, ah. like, um, Competitive, practicing. were you? Just, yeah, I was competitive. <laughs> and just, it was just, I just, you know. <laughs> you know. But if 
you're really passionate about something, you will just yeah. get the work done, won't you? You will just you want to do the next bit and the Absolutely. next bit. So it's yeah. as much competing with yourself as well as anybody really else. Is, isn't it really is. And, and the music just called me, and I, I mm. willed myself to play that music. Wow. You know, yeah. You know, Brahms Rhapsody is and the Debussy, uh, um, Debussy, you know, Sweet Burger Mask uh, and doing <gasps> the Chopin etudes and stuff. And, and I would write to, you know, to, to pianists and go to master classes and conservatoire. And I mean, I was really pushy as, as a young kid. I had a real fire. Wow. You know, I yeah, love that. Yeah. Um, yes. yeah. Whereas most kids that were learning at my age, I think they'd been through lessons from seven, eight years old, pushed into it. And they, there was just a different relationship to music that I have. And I even find that now that even my relationship with music is very, is a real, is a real passionate thing. You know, it's, it's like a, yeah, it's like a lover, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's a really Too short, soon? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe let's, let's wait. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. there's part um, two. Come on, Gina first. Yeah, yes, 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 exactly. Where are yeah. the cocktails? Shake and not stirred. But so you, d- so you started at fourteen. You started playing the piano at fourteen. At fourteen, yeah. You'd done your grade eight at seventeen. Yeah. Were you good at sport? I was all right. I was, I was, in the, I was really into football. Before that, I was like, yeah, great at track and football. Right. We got trophies at home for soccer and um, stuff. Yeah. And so, GCSEs. What? Pretty Sciences. good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, kind were of. You, yeah. Were yeah. you a prefect? No. Didn't, didn't, didn't go to a, didn't go to a school like that. I went right. to a normal comprehensive okay, school. Fine. Did you get a blue Peter badge? No. <laughs> good. No. We can we can no, proceed. No. We can I used to proceed. beat kids like that up. I didn't oh. get. Yeah. D- did you? Yeah. No. No. So <laughs> cut that bit out. <laughs> Come on, I'm from Birmingham. We don't mess about. You've seen Peaky um, Blinders, haven't you? Yeah, but they have razor blades in the campus. You're not telling me that you had a razor blade. No. I d- this didn't happen with any of the other <laughs> podcasts, especially the Lithuanians. They were very, they were very. Yeah, they use hammers, don't they? <laughs> um, so, uh, are you aware of the Tristan Court, Debs? This is not a test. It's not an exam. No, I, I've heard of it, but I don't know exactly yeah. what it is. It's this, it's this most bizarre, uh, almost. Uh, un- I was going to say, un- un- you can't analyse it. Right? You can't break yeah. it down very easily because it's just ambiguous. It's very symbolic, isn't it? Uh, and, mm. and 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 annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I just found it really annoying. And our music teacher, our A-level music teacher, made a point of introducing me and the other person um, in the A-level music class, uh, who is playing tonight actually in oh. the Academy of Ancient Music. Um, he he loved Wagner, and he spent ages mm-hmm. poring over this. This Tristan chord, yeah. and and that put me off Wagner for <gasps> 20, 25 years because it was because I remember sitting in my level music and thinking, I don't understand why yeah. everybody's so yeah. excited about mm. this. Sixteen, seventeen. I, 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 how can you understand that? All of the all of the things that Wagner was sort of. You've got to look back at it from such yeah. a. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, it's looking at the leaf and really not seeing the, you know, yeah, yeah, the real stuff of yeah. the forest before you of music as a, as a whole, really. I, I didn't get... I'm oh, sorry. Go I on. still have a bit of a problem with Wagner because I yeah. had... I, my father played a lot of music, but he didn't read music or play an instrument or anything, so I didn't have that kind of knowledge. It was just always playing. And then I had a very good friend called Paul who became sort of a mentor to me and started introducing me to all this music. And... He, he kept saying, right, we'll, get, we'll, we'll go up the levels. And I kept saying, I do like Verdi. He said, oh, 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 please. <laughs> he got me on to Mozart, so that was that. What was, was his problem okay. with Verdi? Oh, just all that romantic slush. Oh. So he didn't Cold like... Cold-hearted I know. So. <laughs> so he went on to... And, and I remember 
saying to him one day, I've just listened to it. I can't even think what it was, but it was a Mozart. Yeah, I've just listened to it all the way through. I think it's wonderful. He said, oh, well done. We'll get you on to Wagner yet. And this Wagner was sort of, you know, this was the, the end old of the journey. journey. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, totally. and he just put such fear into me of, oh, I've got, mm. I've got to learn so much before I can get to Wagner. Mm. And I used to work at English National Opera. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I remember now, yes. And so we used to have, it was wonderful, we were in the office next door to the theatre, but we were the only office that had a television feed live to the stage and we could oh, hear the rehearsals. Mainly so, because we were marketing and this kind of thing, so we knew what was going on. We knew what was going on. And It's got uh, two supporters. Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. Exactly. Oh, we'll quite a lot of colour <laughs> on stage. Well, after White gets his kit off, that was always quite right. exciting. But uh, and so it's through that, it kind of seeped in and... They would say, oh, this is Wagner. This is quite listenable to, really, isn't it? But I do still have those moments of, oh, Wagner, that's a bit grown yes, up. Yes, absolutely. And it's, a bit scary. Absolutely. And it's so long. It's and crazy. It's yeah. <gasps> I went to, I was invited to go to uh, an opera festival in Budapest. And they said, would you like to come? We'll pay for your travel and accommodation. I'm quite easy. Mm. When they say things like that, yeah. I generally say yes. <laughs> and I had to attend three or four Wagner operas on four consecutive nights. And I thought, yeah, that'll be right, you know, because I've never done that before. Yeah, <laughs> let's be curious. It? Let's have an open yeah. mind. And uh, it's quite a long journey yeah. there. And the first performance was they were one-off performance as well. It's not like a run. Yeah. Um, and I got there. I sat down. And I was shattered after the journey, yeah. and I almost, almost fell asleep. Gosh. The unforgivable sin. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nobody wants to be yes. the person who's snoring and gets a nudge in the ribs. <laughs> like the person I. Let's not mention yeah. uh, um, Worse than a school reader. Uh, yeah. Uh, but by the end of that performance, mm. there was something about the music that suddenly. Got when I yeah. walked, out the, uh, yeah. walked out the hall yeah. or out of the auditorium, I was no longer Got tired. Yeah. And I, th- I can only put that down to the music because surely I, yes, if yeah. I was tired yeah. I would have fallen asleep I think this is it I mean it's it's like with all things I mean art is more my thing and but mm. it, it's like when you get into overthinking it too much or thinking you should know yeah. what it's about it, it's like I, I take friends to galleries and they're quite scared because they think they should know what the painting means I said just look at it how does it make you feel that's yeah. all that again, matters again it's all about intellectual yeah. you know what you're supposed to know what you're supposed to say what you're supposed to have all, all that preconditioned oh, stuff that people just you know throw out and it doesn't yeah. mean anything yeah. you know it, it's what you say is absolutely true and in fact it's better to go into something without any yeah. knowledge exactly, and then suddenly yes. you can experience it the way the composer intended or the artist wanted you to exactly. feel you know intell- people intellectualizing to the, in, the, in the way that it kind of it um it puts people off. You yes, know, it separates absolutely. people. You know, absolutely. Through, through, just through intellect, it's just not right. I don't think. Yeah. So, in my opinion. This wasn't meant to be your life story, I mean, <laughs> but somehow I am unexpectedly um, surprised. You, you, what did you do after CBSO then? The CBSO really was just a chance for me to get close to the orchestra and to see that I would go to the rehearsals and sit in and, um, and see what was going on and see what conducting involved. And, and it was it was just amazing for me to see to experience that you know um, but then obviously once that was over I did my A levels and kind of when I got to 18 I had a real a teen life crisis if there's such a thing and I just rebelled I just went I just something happened and I was just done with I think my, the school I went to from from my um, from my A levels what, what happened I went from a comp relative to a grammar school and, and that change oh, yes. just it wasn't I was the wrong yeah. fit for that school. I'm yeah. sorry to say, 
that my parents sent me to a private school, so everything that you've just said, I have absolutely no experience of what that change yeah, would have been. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not apologising. I went to a comprehensive school, and I didn't go to the grammar school. Yeah. I didn't want to. Because <laughs> I would, would be the, the same. But what's the change? I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know what. I suppose. That what I mean, from, from my and I'm going to yeah. quote you back. In from my opinion, mm-hmm. and this is everyone. You could have an amazing time at private school, amazing time at comprehensive school. Mm-hmm. My comprehensive school days were were amazing. Mm-hmm. I think it was just that time in life. 16 years old. I just. I just needed. I just wasn't mature enough emotionally to kind of deal with the changes. I made some great friends, but I think. I think it was the the rules were so strict. I was like, what? Yeah. I can't yes. even wear my coat in the corridor. What's all that about? Yeah. You know, Johnson, get that coat off. Really? I'm like, yeah. I'm 16. Oh. I, 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 I travel. And I do. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man virtually, and I just felt resentful to authority, and, and that kind of was yes. the crux of yeah. it. It was authority that, that bugged me. I mean, so you're sneering now, so I am. You know, yes. Like some <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah. And, and the kind of level of expectation yeah. is different, I think, because you know, I mean, well, I can talk about. Um, I was in Clacton, Clacton or Sea on the yeah. coast. And the comprehensive there was, if we send you out, and I hope they never hear me say this, um, <laughs> if we can send you out and you can, read, like and viral, don't <laughs> you can read and write, you know, that's just now. about it. <laughs> yeah. and, and there weren't huge expectations, because it, was, it just wasn't a place where there were huge yeah. expectations. Yeah. And funnily enough, I think there were a lot of people who succeeded you more because of that. that yes, because yeah. you, you sort of think, well... If, if you showed a spark, like your mm. music teacher, mm. if you so, showed a spark mm. of interest in something, they would they, they jump would on it, yeah. jump on it and help yeah. you. But there wasn't. Everybody here has to get their A levels, has to do this, has to go yeah. to university. But I Whereas don't understand. You actively wanted to avoid grammar school because of that. Because of the the weight of expectation. Oh, I see. Okay. Of, right. of that. Yeah. You, if you come here, you you have to be good. You have to be always. I don't work very well under. Under pressure. Under, <laughs> under that sort of pressure. <laughs> right, I put okay. myself under other okay. pressure. Right. But In fairness it, to my music teacher, mm. he was amazing. He taught mm. me so well. I mean, there was only two of us doing our music, a great flautist and, and me. Um, and he gave us a really, really great tuition on you know, on the bar chorales and harmony, all the, the mm. A-level mm. stuff. Yes. And, it, and it really solidified stuff for me. And I, I, you know, I definitely came out of, of, of the school a better musician yeah. and, and just it set me up basically with, with everything that I did. But, but I didn't then go to university. I took... Ten years off from uni. What, I, just I, just ten years. I, I just off. that's it. I'm done with education. I'm mm. gonna. I got into a band. I started playing keyboard. Started singing. Started writing songs. I still played classical, but for myself. So I, I took a high art, high artist, high artist. You know, is that the right word? Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, yeah, we know yeah, what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and just I lived in Spain for a few years and travelled a bit and just Brilliant. yeah just you're such of, a maverick. Yeah. You are yeah. a bit of a maverick, yeah. aren't you? Not so much anymore. But well, I, I, what with being my twenties was the maverick years for me. Wow. And then I came back to uni and then it was just I was so ready for it. I'd done everything mm. that I wanted to do. You mm. know. Um, and went to college, music college, did a music tech degree mm-hmm. instead of composition because I kind of knew all about composers and all about harmony. So I thought, let, what do I, what do I not know anything about? And it was technology. And I'm so glad I did that because now I know how to use, you know, like all the scoring software, or the computer software, or the recording software. And I wanted to record my music. And when I was living in Spain, I, I started composing, and this music was just pouring out of me because I was in this amazing creative space. Mm. Um, and I thought, right, I have to go. Back and, and, and really learn how to do this because I, I, in my head I thought this is good. You know, I'm good. I've got something to say. You know. Yeah. Well, that's it because you have yeah. that ten years off. Yeah. Well, ten years off. Ten yeah. years yeah. in yeah. a different environment. I'm not saying Just not on the He's conveyor. A professional but man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just that thing. Sometimes you can be so blinkered that you don't have any other experience to call on. 
Yeah. You have the musical experience or the artistic yeah. experience, but you don't yeah. have the life experience Absolutely. that always colours what you do. Yeah. And as a composer, you, yeah. it, there's no rules with composing. It's mm. not that you have to play Bach. There are only certain things you can do with Bach and you just have to play the notes really and, and you can yeah. go dry staccato left hand you can you know change phrasing here different instruments but really it's kind of set yeah. same with all the classical music but as a composer uh, when you're creating from scratch you can kind of do what you want yeah. and, and that's why composing for me is such a wonderful you know creative outlet really and what, and what I'm doing now and yeah it's, it's, you know, things are going really well right and now and were there any particular composers who inspired you? Oh, so many. I mean, so many, really. But, but we uh, need names. But <laughs> she wants names. We want names. She wants names. <laughs> Come on. Um, definitely Beethoven, the sonatas. You know, I mm -hmm. mean, he really is the godfather for mm -hmm. me. You know, just his, the, the, you know, the pianism and the musicality, yes. of the emotional core of his music it is to me is the, is the foundation of everything that I do you know I can't write anything without that emotional core and to me Beethoven is the master of that whether it's a bagatelle you know Opus 126 the, the piece wrote after the Ninth Symphony it's a little mm -hmm. set of six bagatelles and someone once said it was the chippings off the master's table <laughs> you know because it was they contain greatness mm -hmm. there's an emotional core to that mm -hmm. you know, so for me Beethoven then obviously you know other piano composers like Chopin and Liszt you know um, you know have have have, have, have great affinity for yeah. and contemporary composers as well you know I mean I do like you know Philip Glass and some of the some of their American minimalist composers as well you know I've got, I've got come to appreciate you know what they do mm -hmm. but but you know as we were just talking in the lobby before we start recording you know Elton John and yeah. David Bowie and and in the in the rock and pop world there were also some great pioneers in music you know there that, that can bleed straight through to contemporary classical music you know I really do believe yeah. that um, you've got an album yes. out which I was listening to earlier in the week. It's uh, beautiful, isn't it? I think so. Thank you. Mm. Vast Thank you expanses mm. of just scene setting, um, mm. which I imagine is what you what really excites you. I don't know. Yeah. Is it, does that make sense? Yeah. When I, I think, when I, I hear it, I imagine a, a massive scene. Yeah. It's interesting that, that, that you know you're spot on because to me the the ocean and, and the mm. kind of the vastness of the waves uh, there's something in the music that just uh, runs through there's this theme of, of the ocean and just this undulating you know um, force you know uh, much like that it's, it's interesting that, that you pick but you draw that out really I heard yeah. I heard it as a um, this is probably a really horrible thing to do to somebody who has just written music and recorded it. <laughs> this is what I think it is. So I'm sorry. This I'm sorry. This is how that you is, feel about is, it. Yes. This is this is what I think it is. Um, I, it, it gave me the impression that you wanted to. It was a series of canvases. So when I heard it, I heard the beginning of a story. Okay. I didn't necessarily hear the end of a story. It was the beginning. Do, okay. do you see what I mean? And, yeah. and actually. Um, I found that quite arresting because it wasn't really like anything. I heard glass. I heard yeah. quite a lot of minimalism in it, but yeah. um, I didn't really expect to listen to the entire album and think, actually, that's the image that I've come away with. Do, yeah. do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, of course. Yeah. yeah. And I, I have also taken to recently. Um, this might be because I get a lot of CDs sent to me, but. I've taken to listening to entire albums now, mm. Mm. whereas about six months ago I would listen to the sure. occasional track. Well, there's this whole thing that the album is dead and people only listen to single tracks now. And I, 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 I people were saying to me, oh, don't worry about the order of your albums. I'm like, no, no, I want people to listen to this in an order. So mm. hopefully mm. the order, if you do listen from track one to track mm. 12, you will get the sense mm. of, you know, 
a, there's a real journey here. Mm. You know, it's, it's a concept album in that sense. Mm. Did you enjoy the process? Um, oh, you're pausing. Mm. <laughs> yes, it, well, it was. It was much harder work than I thought it was going to be. Actually, it, I think recording is, you know, when you, it's like running naked down the road <laughs> is it on a, on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon <laughs> really on a, on, on a sunny May day <laughs> on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon yeah it's um, you know because every single note's got to be perfect you know you play live mm. and it's great you know rock this note here slow there but, but with recording because you know that you're signing it off yes right you can never record this forever. again that's it and so you start analysing and I listen back to stuff and it, to the point where I'm, I'm just saying to my wife what was that take like and she became producer and this and she literally she actually overtook the the official producer and was like no take seven was the one because she, she really could get to the control room what I realized that you can't do it on your own you, yeah. you just right. cannot be done you need someone to help you and to to kind of be with you on the journey it's an emotional journey you know it's I not, find I find that yeah when when people talk about collaborating on something that makes yeah. me come out in hives. Oh no, I'm with you on that. Not with yeah. music, but I'm, I'm shamelessly, I'm writing <laughs> a book. <laughs> and, and Enough about me. I've produced, you know, blogs and this sort of thing, yeah. but then I've asked to write a book and mm. it's the first time I've had to really worry about, because you just put a blog out there and yeah. it'll get yeah. read or not and you can yeah. always go back and amend it but a book it's going to be bound and everything mm. and people are going to pay money for it mm. and I've been looking at it in a whole different yeah. way and yesterday I got to my latest draft and I've sent it out to four people who are going to read it critically and I actually sent the, the email out and I started crying and I know wow. what you mean about yeah. the I, I felt like I was, I suddenly been caught in my knickers down or something. It's like, oh my God, <laughs> you don't I really understand that. You're building up inside oh. And you think, oh my God, I think this is okay, but yeah. it's now gone out there. It's yeah. almost, I'm, I'm still going to do more edits on it and things, but it's that thing, it's, it's also, it's not entirely it's yours anymore. Well. I yeah. get that, I, I experience that when I send out proposals for work. So when mm. I send out quotes for I work. think I read a tweet about that. Yes. <laughs> it's true, no, yes. it's true. Yeah. I, did, yes. I do, and you know, and, and I spend loads of time creating this beautiful document in the hope that the person will read the document and go, oh my goodness me, that was beautifully laid out, we must yeah. have him. Um, and, and, then, and then you check over the email a couple of times, and then I sent that particular one, and I felt physically sick. <laughs> and I haven't collaborated <laughs> with anybody. <laughs> but I felt, I, rem I just thought, oh my God, it's too late now. Yes. It's completely out yeah. of my hands. I can't do Once that this. feedback starts coming through, and you can let it go, you know it's gone, Yes. Press the return. Yep. The email's gone. I've sent the, the you know the, the finished version off. You start getting the feedback. You take a day off. You listen to it again. and think, yeah, this is right. Yeah. And, and, and if there's anything wrong, call the producer. Go back in and record stuff. And you know, it, it's it's. I, I learned so much about what not to do. And like the second Brilliant. album I'll do in three days. Nice. Let's let's second focus album on three that. Days. What, what won't yes. you do next time, please, Andy? I that have, is a coaching question. It was a little <laughs> bit dripping drabs with this one. There were pieces that were half composed. There were things that I knew could play in one day. You know, five pieces. There were arrangements that, that weren't completed. I was just, I, I thought it would be easier just to go in the studio and record it and get that perfect take, and it just wasn't like that. Mm. So, what, and also even thinking about visuals, video. 
Mm. I want to film myself doing the playing these pieces. So if I want to do a video on the beach or somewhere, I've got to sync it. I've got to do more about this. I'm going to make sure next album, I'm going to everything is in my head, perfectly played a million times over. The piano's set. There's going to be a video there. I'm going to have the sound that I want. I'm going to, you know, just all the little things that you don't even yeah. th that you don't think about. So you're at the thinking time. about marketing as well. Oh, that, exactly, of course. Brilliant. You know, because I know that that's there's no point in having a great album if no one's going to hear it. You know, and I actually do want to sell, you know, some records. Yes. <laughs> I want to sell some records, John. <laughs> <laughs> Make me a star. And you're on this podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, the phone will start uh, ringing. Have you, uh, obviously I sent you both some homework. Yeah. Mm. Have you done your homework? Yes. Do you, because uh, part of it was, I have a question yeah. to ask one another. I feel as though I've monopolised question asking. So, yeah, that's who wants to get first? You can get first. Okay. <laughs> Well, I was simply going to, I was just, I mean, I, I wanted to keep it light-hearted. Okay. You know, and, and well, just fingers say, crossed then. Yeah, we'll and just back. say, if you could go back in time, what composer would you like to meet? Or what artistic person would you like to meet? Artistic person? If you had a, yeah, a Van time God. machine for a day. Okay. Vincent and, and Van Gogh. Um, when I was four, I saw one of his paintings, and I just, it was, um, it was a starry night, mm. and I just absolutely fell in love with it. It just, it just spoke to me. And I asked my mother about it. My mother wasn't a great art fan and liked paintings that looked like pictures, so she like photos. So sure. she didn't really like impressionism. So that was the wrong person to ask. <laughs> but I just really loved it. And before I heard about all his life story, and, yeah. and then a few years ago, I went, I went to the Van Gogh Museum, and it was virtually a religious experience. Oh, wow, I had really? to go into the Louvre to cry. Yeah. I was just so moved. And yeah. his letters. I, I had his book of letters that I was reading. And it was in the days when I used to commute, so I, I yeah. would look at how much have I got left of this book. I yeah. haven't got that much. I'll, I'll take. Up. Yeah, I'll take. Well, I'll take. She's late book again. With me. <laughs> and I had this book with about a chapter left, and I had it on my coffee table. And a friend of mine said, "Oh, have you finished that yet?" I said, "No, I've just got a chapter to read." And then about a month later, she came back, and the book was still there. And she said, "Haven't you read that chapter yet?" I said, "Oh, I haven't got round to it." And she said. You just don't want him to die, do you? Oh, wow. <laughs> I realise I didn't. You actually that was were holding off because you wanted to keep that yeah. relationship going. Love him. What did your mother say when you asked her about the painting? Um, she she just sort of said, "Oh, oh, yes, that they were they were." I think I'm called impressionists, and they, oh, they were okay. in France. So she, she, wasn't dismissive. she wasn't entirely no, okay. dismissive. She wasn't, that, wasn't, that was later. What about your dad? Because he said he played classical music, so he was he more music. open to art um, as well? He was a bit more open to art. He liked the Hay Wayne. He used to tell oh, me okay. that very often yeah. when I used to show him Hockney and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I liked yeah. the Hay Wayne. <laughs> so he was an interesting. They were quite set in their ways, but if I if I could tell them why I like something, they yeah. would be quite interested in. Oh, I see. Oh, well, I'll look at it a different way then. Yeah. So they were quite open from that. So interesting. Yeah. interesting. yeah. How lovely. I saw yeah. I saw Turner, I think. Oh yes, yeah. In the V and A. Uh, I thought it was amazing. Mm. I don't normally get moved by art, but I mm. did have a bit of a moment um, seeing that and it was Is it called the Regatta? I don't know Possibly if you know it. Yes, uh, I, know I know few. some, but I, I, I'm not. Uh, I, I, I just, I just that, saw, yes. it, for, I saw yeah. it from the other side of the gallery, and I, it just took my breath away. We'll have a look at that. I'll have yeah. a look at it, it was. Um, I had a bit of a moment yeah. to myself. Yes. Quiet. Yeah. That's how, what, exactly what art should be. Exactly, yeah. and, and, and music yeah. as well. Yeah. You know that moment Absolutely. when you suddenly find yourself in tears yeah. or something. Yeah. You know. Yes. Um, I remember, I remember yeah. the first time I went to. Um, is Paul took me to see. Um, 
magic flute. The first oh, time I ever wow. heard. It's that overture alone is enough. Yeah, well, to yes, you. but then the aria, Queen of the Night aria, yeah. and I, I nearly hyperventilated. Wow. How does somebody produce that sound? Yeah. Wow. By hyperventilating. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just, it was just staggering, and I remember just, just grabbing onto his yeah. arm. Wow. No, it's, 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 it's yeah, so ahead of its time, really. That, that, that mm. vocally, for writing mm. is, yeah, scary. Yeah. Um, so what about you then? What composer um, would you like to have met? I would please? go back and have a piano lesson with Liszt. <gasps> really? Mm. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Or maybe I might go back to Mozart and write down all of his cadenzas with piano concertos. Okay. Go and sell them yeah. to sell them to Henley. <laughs> right. And become very rich. So slightly underhand, yeah. really, <laughs> for going back. But but mostly to mostly to, to, to it, capture yeah. what course. was lost. In yeah. History, no, I think know. it's more about the money, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think something like something like that. I, I, I always picture, you know, just because always always you know the, the things that we've lost, you know, that are lost over time, that what things that weren't written down. I mean, it's amazing what was found, mm. like. Schubert's Ninth Symphony was found by Mendelssohn in parts, wasn't it? You know, it's like mm. 30 years later after his death. Yeah. You know, it's like just all the parts and he made the score out of it. And, um, but just think of all those contenders that Mozart. Uh, I mean, Mozart piano concertos are real, yeah. you know, real, real big, big pieces for me. You know, and I just think that you know, obviously Beethoven wrote one for the 20th. You know, the fact that Beethoven did that shows how highly he yeah. valued them as well. Mm. And, and we listen to Mozart's own ones for the 15th and 23rd. You, he, there's just something about them that no one can really cre- recreate what he did. And it'd be great to kind of just pitch him going around with you know this little piano forte. And so you just said uh, piano concerto is Mozart 15. The 15th has got his cadenza, the, the 23rd. Yeah, and the, there, there are some others as well. I, I, I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a musicologist, yes. but I, I, I'm pretty. I think the 9th, the 15th. There's some of the early ones have got them. So clearly, 15 and 23rd yeah. is important to yeah, you. Yeah. I'd like to go back and see Britain oh. mm-hmm. because I've read, um, what was it, Humphrey Carpenter's? Yes, Humphrey mm, Carpenter's yeah. biography about Benjamin Britain, Britain yeah. and I worked in Alborough um, and, and everybody just talked about Britain like mm. he was still alive. It was yeah. very, it was yeah. very yeah. odd and, and very moving. Left a lasting impression there, I think. Yeah, you know. and, mm. and, and when I read the biography, I just got this, I got this impression of Britain being not a very nice man. Really? And so I quite like to go back in time and meet him and find, and out, if he and find out if he yeah. really is <laughs> not a very nice man. Uh, because he, he seemed to be quite, um, he seemed to sort of uh, establish really close relationships with people and then when, this is essentially quoting Har- Humphrey Carpenter, I mm. think that's perfect. Yeah, well, Humphrey Carpenter's dead, so that's mm. fine. Um, but essentially uh, established really uh, important relationships with people, and then when he had done with them, he would just sort of they would be persona non grata, just sort of yeah. their relationship would be at an end. And I find those kind of individuals utterly, utterly fascinating. Yeah, um, uh, a product of his time, perhaps, or his success, and just his expectations, his own background, his own. I mean, there's so much that makes a person behave that way, I think, yeah. actually, mm. you know, but... Um, but yeah, and he was a gay man living in yeah. extremely that, 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 conservative yeah, well, town. Yeah, yeah. And oh, when, was it all legal? Yeah, yeah. yeah. With so his partner. With his partner. <laughs> yes. Just I his mean, friend. Yeah. Yes. He sings. Yeah. yeah. I find Very that... Well. Um, I find all of that fascinating. I love all Incredibly brave. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Um, so that's the first part of the homework, I think. Oh, no, yeah. hang on, you haven't asked yours. I've got a question. Yes? Oh, on Desert Island Discs, you get your eight discs and then seven of them are washed away and you have to keep one. 
what would be the one piece of music that you would keep? Sorry, say that one more time. Yeah, when you go into Italian dishes, I thought you said Italian dish. No, it's like mmm. No, I ate dishes. Yeah, yeah. No, you can go for it. No, what would be your one disc that you would keep? Is that what they do? That they, they make you. Well, they make you choose. They make you choose eight, and then they say if if there was a storm and seven were washed away, which is the one you would fight to keep. That is a tough oh. one. You've got me there. Uh, really we need to have a time limit. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Vamp until ready. What can I not um, there musically? Goodness me. Well, on the understanding that it will probably change every day because of moods yeah. and things. Well, Rack Man off too. Ooh, I was really? going to say mm-hmm. my Rack 3 recording. Your Rack, your Rack 3 recording. Oh, well, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. One of, Have you done that as well? No. <laughs> no, I, I, I think maybe, yeah. Well, it's Rack 2 and 3. Okay. No, it, was it Rack 3 and the variations? Ashkenazi and Previn. Oh, oh yeah. yes, I know. Okay, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I, think, I don't think I could live without that recording. But it's Rack 3? Yeah. I don't know Rack 3. Well, I don't think I know Rack 3. Um, I just love Rack 2 for the Paranets. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the film Shine? Jeffrey Rush. Rush. He plays yes, the um, David Helfgott. He's a he's a yes. pianist from Australia who was who had a breakdown mm. um, and and became um, schizophrenic and stuff. And it's an amazing story. It's a really really famous film. Shining. He's jumping in the air on the trampoline. He just paints his face and he's he's just yeah. So famous that you I've have not to see that. And, and Rack Three is yeah. the centerpiece. Oh. yeah, you have to see okay. that. Okay, right. We're educating him, aren't we? We yes. are educating him. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know Everything that. Everything I know about no, Mozart I would comes say from if you, Amadeus. If, if you love... Uh, absolutely, me too. That's where I started. Start. I th- yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, me too, totally. in many ways, yeah. But if you love Rack 2, then Rack 3 is like the... It's the next level, really, in terms of pianism and, 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 the, and, the, and the complexity of Oh, you're talking about writing. piano concerto. I am, yeah. Oh, I'm talking you? about the symphony. Oh, okay, sorry. No, it's fine. Oh. But apologies are not necessary. He had to write a good two and three yeah. f- symphonically and concertily. Concertily. It is now. Does yeah. that work? I think that works. Concerto wise? Um, I just love the clarinet solo. I'm a clarinetist. Yeah, I played absolutely. it. Absolutely. I wheedled yeah. my way into a yeah. local orchestra, local amateur orchestra on the basis that I just wanted to play the clarinet so. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> then, and I just yeah. turned up for that rehearsal and then and I And they used that theme in, a, in that, was it, what film was that they used that theme? Oh. In? Was it Cinderella um. or something like that? Or Sleeping Beauty? Famous was clarinet. It, wasn't it From Here to Eternity? So it, it, it was oh, used I don't for something. Know. I yeah. don't know. It was pinched for something. Uh, okay, so we, yeah. so we covered that. Yeah. Now any cultural uh, recommendations, please? Depth. Uh, mine would absolutely be the Ocean Liners exhibition at the VNA. Oh, oh, okay, that whether you like social history, whether you like art design, whether you like fashion, whether you like furniture, anything—it's just wonderful. I mean, the exhibitions are so mm. well curated, yeah. and it has, ah, oh, intensely, it has the largest piece of the Titanic above ground, mm, wow. which is only about like a foot by two foot, which is the top of the saloon door. <gasps> and they've mounted it on a uh, on a, a flat screen, so it's just lying there with this black water underneath it, and it, everybody was just stopping dead, yeah. and then laughing at the bit of the film as they went round the corner, because there's a bit of Titanic. <laughs> there's room for two of them on that door, but it's it's amazing. I think it's it's a brilliant exhibition. I think Sounds the... Great. The only thing, only trick they've missed is that as you walk in, they should give you a life jacket and a martini. 
just to finish yeah, it off. Just but to really it's brilliant. And have a little sprinkle tip thing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> but it, it's superb. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, and what time period does it cover? It's. Uh, years, it's from I think about 1880 to 1969, which I think is when one of the was it between Queen Mary or something was decommissioned. Right. Okay. But um, I do like the posters. I went. To, oh, yeah, I said I went to the other day. It's the whole really. luxury thing. It's just yeah. wonderful. And how much was it? I, I mean, this wasn't part of the deal. Yes. That's what um, I, was I think asking, it's eighteen pounds. I'm a member, oh. so I just walk in. It's <laughs> kind of VIP. VIP, yes. And I was in there for a, the first time I went. I was in there for an hour. I could have done ninety minutes, but I was rushing on mm. somewhere else. But I've been again since. And I'm going again. It's wonderful. Did you it's see really the opera good. thing? <gasps> okay, loved go, gasty, that. gasty. Yes, that was superb because the things were brilliant. But mm. you had headphones on, and so as you walked. Round, audio tour. you got the whole audio thing. So suddenly right. you have Antonio Papano crooning in your ear, which is never a bad thing. Mm. And and okay. it just, I loved it. And you just wandered round, and and I I really loved it. And I listened to things I haven't listened to before as well, which is brilliant. I think those kind of things are good for that. Yes. Those opportunities to just dip into things, like and then that. you're sort of reminded that oh, I should quite like that. I might mm. I might investigate that further. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't arsy, that was the thing I liked about it. Arsy? Yes, it wasn't sort of like, oh, this is opera, it's terrible. Oh, so grand. you did say arsy? Yes. Okay, it right. was very much about it's this is. Yeah, yeah I didn't you expect her to say that. That's what needs to be said. She doesn't mess about. I now have to be in a call in my ear saying, this is live, do not swear. But um, no, it, it wasn't about, oh, this is this grand thing, opera. It's This was yeah. just what people went to when they weren't watching Big yeah. Brother. Mm -hmm. You know, this was what people did for entertainment. Yeah. And so it was presented at As that level. As you say, level. the social history is, exactly, to me, that's yeah. one of the most fascinating things yeah. of, of, of the 18th century as well, just Mozart's world and Beethoven's world and, yeah. and Chopin's world. They were just playing stuff. Chopin was playing in, in coffee shops exactly, in Paris. Yes. He'd, he'd improvise for hours and it's gone. You know, he'd write down his mm. best stuff, but there was stuff that he would yeah. play. And you think, because that was a social time, it was expected. Exactly, it was super. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite I fascinating. I think they captured that really, really well. Mm -hmm. So I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and what about yours? My sir? cultural event of 2018. <laughs> let me think. Stroking. Is June. it the launch of your album? I know somebody's heart. doing a tour <laughs> in May and June. Well, actually, the the, the, the album launch has already gone. That was wow. in November. Um, but coming up very soon, there is a. It, 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 this actually is genuinely a cultural event. Um, Have you both rehearsed this beforehand? Is that we that were way? just having. <laughs> we, we were merely chatting, John. We were merely chatting. Um, <laughs> on the on the 29th of March, which happens to be the 88th day of the year, is okay. is Piano Day. Now I don't know if you know about it's Piano Day. Yeah, it's it was set up by a, a contemporary composer called Niels Fram. Mm -hmm. he, he, he's a German experimental contemporary composer. R A H M S. Okay, right. Niels Frams. And so he set that up um, to celebrate the piano in all its glory, whatever you're doing, any genre, any, any, anything goes, but just it's piano day. 88 keys on the piano, so we have it on the oh. day of the year. So Clever. we put together myself and Wildcat, and, and uh, actually it's a really collab great collaborative um, concert because it's going to be Bluth and the Pianos, who have oh. been a real great supporters of me. Um, in fact, I had Bluth when I was a child growing up. I, I convinced my mum. You know, to get me a blue, well, a great piano, which was a blue piano. So I've got this. So in the space, sorry, just to go yeah, back yeah, to the I'm original, yeah, in the space back, of three yeah. years, you started to learn the piano. Yeah. You persuaded your mother to buy you a blue yeah. piano. It was an opera, and you got 
Okay. Okay. He wasn't in that fancy. Actually, trust me, my whole family wouldn't speak to me for a month. Was it? I'm not surprised. Was it? Brought me that piano. Was it new? It was new. Yeah, it was five thousand pounds. And then it was a lot. She got it on credit as well. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mum. None of us are judging. I'm judging like hell. I'm thinking, what a lovely no, mother. What a brilliant mother. You're judging in a good way. What's but interesting, in my house, I went from <laughs> key, literally an electronic keyboard yeah. to a old church upright that was given away in the hall that I had. Then we hired a young Chang piano from the shop. And the piano tuner was saying he keeps breaking the, the keys on this. He needs something properly. If he's going to carry it home, so the shop just look, you know, come in and let's get you something. And then this wow. booth that was there, and, and it was a feast. It was, you know, huge piano. And, and, and that's what and that's what she looked for. Me. And then you got love you, mum. <laughs> I was yeah, absolutely yeah. wonderful. So, and then you got your grade eight at seventeen, and then you'd rebelled. I, I know, but. Wow. But the Bluth has stayed with me for many years. <laughs> and, and back to the events, you haven't yes, sorry. Yeah, 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 sorry. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. So, what we're going to be doing, Bluthner, and also just just to just to add this with Bluthner, in what I recorded four tracks at Skywalker Studios in America. My wife oh. is American and from California, and so we we went we went out there, and the studios there, George Lucas's studio. You've got to see the place; it's amazing. Um, and they've got a Bluthner concert grand in there of all piano. They don't get many Bluthner grands in studios. Um, so I recorded on that Bluthner. So I approached Bluthner and told them what happened. And then Wildcat are also involved in Bluthner. It just mm. happened to perfectly align. So Piano Day um, is on the 29th of March, Thursday, the 29th of March. Bluthner have got a beautiful showroom in the Bluthner Piano Centre yes. on Baker Street. Go downstairs. They've got two of their big concert grands. We're going to be playing on one of them. Um, there's going to be myself. I've managed to get three other pianists as well um, f- from the UK. They're going to be coming down. They're going to play. We're going to do half an hour each, just playing our own music. You know, it's going to be a mix. But the, the whole theme of this is is the contemporary classical, neoclassical vibe. So it's melodic. It's 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 um, it's contemplative. It's romantic. It's dreamy. It's ambient. It's not um, you know um, George Crumb. You know, it's not ripping strings out. It's not. Prepared it's not piano. prepared piano, no, which is fun. That, which but it is great, but, but what I, what I found is that there's not much going on in our genre, in this little niche, this contemporary neoclassical, you know, mood piano, for want of a better word, although I hate that phrase. But So I thought, let's bring three other pianists from that genre, you know, um, and, and do a little concert and kind of, and, and most of the audience will probably, won't, probably won't be a classical, a core classical audience. They'll be going here to see Yevgeny Kissing. Play the Hammerclavier and um, some Rachmaninoff Preludes. So your your cultural recommendation is your own event. Oh, Yevgeny, who? <laughs> Never heard of him. Anyway, so <laughs> if you want to come that, down that for that, is, yeah. we should have swapped yeah. these beforehand, yeah. shouldn't we? Then yeah. I could have done it. Yeah, <laughs> it's fifty seats though. It's, yes. you know. Yeah, yeah, and then you could have talked about the ocean liner theme. Yeah, <laughs> next time, same time next week. Yeah. <laughs> But um, that's going to be happening, seven, cl- 7 o'clock start. It's an hour and a half concert. There's going to be champagne. It's going to be really warm welcome. Bluthner, lovely people down there. Wildcat will be there. We've got you know, peop- you know, four piano players all doing their own thing, all original music. You know, so it'll be a real treat. I'd love you all to come. And anyone listening, please come down. And guess what? It's free. No wow. charge. Wow. Don't even what, want to make any the champagne? money. Out of including the champagne. Really? Never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, a few bottles of champagne, that's fine. Really? Maybe Prosecco. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> you won't be surprised to learn this. Yeah. I'm not fussed. You know, there you go. Prosecco, Prosecco <laughs> champagne, whatever. There you go, it's fine. Fantastic. It's all to um, the embryo. So that's, that's my cultural um, tip for the day. Thanks. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for... Uh, I have to tell you that this has been the 
the longest podcast yet. Well, once we yes. get going, well, me and Deb, that's it. A bit of a, a bit of a chin wag. Fifty-five, yeah. thirty-seven.